EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where board studying is now much more enjoyable. I'm Blake Briggs, MD, and I'm joined today by Dr. Iltafat Hussein. What's up? For each 10-minute episode, you gain high-yield board knowledge. That's incredibly high-yield, high-yield with a hyphen. As we like to say, you come for the stems and you stay for the content. Please subscribe for free updates and episodes on our website, as well as printed handouts on selected topics by going to our website here at emboardbombs.com. And that, again, is emboardbombs.com. Dr. Hussein, are you ready for today's topic? Always. I'm always ready and excited. Very excited. That's wonderful. You have a 67-year-old male who presents with dyspnea to the ED. Super rare stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like on a review system, everyone has shortness of breath. But anyways, continue. He has an increased work of breathing, and his auction sats are in the mid-80s. He states he was at a Weezer concert two days prior with his wife. There I love you. Weezer. Weezer's- I'm so underrated. Dude, that's, I know, right? Weezer All concert right. two days prior with his wife. Let me reiterate that. And he was having a good time, but unfortunately, he developed a cough and some congestion. And he subsequently developed shortness of breath, and therefore it has gotten worse. When you ask him if he has a history of smoking, he states, nope, in quotations. When you notice his camel red cigarettes in his front shirt pocket, he states, oh, you mean those? Yes, I smoke a pack a day, so not that much, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) Which of the following is true? A. Pulmonary embolism occurs in as many as 20% of suspected COPD exacerbations. Choice B. High-risk COPD patients include those who have been hospitalized greater than two times per year. Choice C. Prednisone dose should be tapered if a patient is given a prescription. Choice D. Steroids have been found to reduce relapses, but not readmissions to the hospital. And choice E. The most common cause of COPD exacerbation is medication noncompliance. The correct answer is A. Pulmonary embolism occurs in as many as 20% of suspected COPD exacerbations. Do you know do you know where camel cigarettes, like where they got their why they're called camel cigarettes? That I do not know, Dr. Briggs. So when R.J. Reynolds Tobacco, which was originally the largest tobacco company in the United States, when they were making their cigarettes, they said so originally you had to do roll your own tobacco and, and the paper, whatever. You had to get the expensive paper from like Egypt or something. And so right. R.J. Reynolds, I'm paraphrasing here. Someone's going to fact check me. It's going to be wrong. So <laughs> someone told me this story hashtag, a long time ago. Hashtag fake news. Fake <laughs> this is totally going to be fake Continue. news. So anyway, so apparently R.J. Reynolds was like, okay, well, I can, I can get my own paper from like Turkey, like half the price. And then I'll just call it Camel Cigarette to make it seem like it's from Egypt. And it seems richer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And he made like, he literally sold like some insane yeah. number of cigarettes in like one year. I know. And that's the name Hey, look, from. Winston-Salem, you know, and we are based out of Winston-Salem. <laughs> so. Oh, is that? Oh, I so. get it now. That's what it is. 
The home of R.J. Reynolds. Yeah. And Camel City. Camel City. That's where we are. Camel City. The exactly. Camel City. Anyway, so it's all right. Very nice so now that we've done our tribute, city civic duty. So everyone here. Yeah, we we did the trivia, and I think everyone is probably a little bit shocked right now that the answer was A. Yeah. Pulmonary embolism occurs in as many as 20% of suspected COPD exacerbations. That's a really quick just board pearl that you should know. Totally. It might be asked in different ways. And this has been well documented as well, you know, publications where pulmonary embolism occurs in as many as 20% of suspected COPD exacerbations. So boom, right there, you've got a quick high yield board fact that you should know. Now, let's move on. That was a golden pearl right there. Golden pearl. The key word is gold. Gold. Because that's, oh man, I love the transition there, right? Oh, that's great. So the other thing that you might get asked in some of these patients are the gold criteria, right? So a gold criteria for COPD exacerbation are the following. It's increased cough, increased sputum production or color change, and increased dyspnea. Now, what in the world is increased sputum production or color change? That is, I'm always, that's why this whole criteria, um, it's always interesting (laughs) to say the least, but. we 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 don't want to get you started. Don't get me started. But the short of, again, we tell you what you need to know for the boards. You should know this. Amen. Uh, for the, right? And those are the three main things, correct, Dr. Briggs? That's 100% correct. It, it, when you look at, you know, unlike asthma, right, the most common cause of COPD exacerbation is infection. That was one yeah. of the answer choices. Uh, choice E said the most common cause of COPD exacerbation is medication noncompliance. That would be the most common cause of asthma. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's another key. Uh, it's almost it feels like one of those like pop epi questions, you, the stats that you just need to know. Absolutely. And the boards yeah. love asking you on this. Right. Another one. Um, the greatest predictor for COPD exacerbations is prior exacerbations. Uh, what? Obvious, right. <laughs> so, pretty obvious. Another so golden pretty pearl for the day. Yeah. Greater than two exacerbations per year, or greater than one hospitalization per year is uh, considered a quote, quote, high risk COPD patient. So those are a lot of really good pearls given right there. Let's talk about, you know, we talked about gold criteria and making the determination to give, you know, antibiotic therapy or not. Yeah. So antibiotics are not indicated if a patient is being discharged and only has one out of three gold criteria. And again, remember gold criteria for COPD exacerbation was increased cough, increased sputum production and change in color or change color, and increased dyspnea. I thought you were going to so, ask me. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> I should have I'm like I'm like a fourth-year medical student on a waiver dish. I'm just trying to prove myself here. Just <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough eagerness. <laughs> There's not enough eagerness. I'm like... So for the stable COPD patient algorithm, you're looking at doing basic blood work. Don't forget your EKG, your chest X-ray, and my blood work, you know, is getting a CBC, BMP, and looking for other causes of exacerbation. Again, you're doing this as well because, you know, infection driving around 70%, uh, but there could be other things driving it too. So getting a BNP, getting urine studies, uh, consider getting a troponin, uh, consider getting blood cultures as well. Again, it would depend on the clinical picture that's presented. First-line treatment for the stable COPD patient is... Let's think about the obvious things, right? You're trying to reverse the bronchoconstriction that's happening for them. So oftentimes they do require oxygen. In this case, the patient was in the mid-80s. 
I know a lot of times people freak out about giving oxygen to COPD patients, and it's okay for the COPD patient to become low 90s, but let's not let them hang out in the 70s and low 80s. That's very suboptimal. It's not really compatible with life. Yeah, that's not. That's not exactly. <laughs> so you have oxygen, then you have bronchodilation, right? So bronchodilators, and that's frankly the most important thing we give, right? So mm-hmm. albuterol, atrovent, nebs, and then you go to IV or PO steroids. Remember, PO steroids actually work just as fast as IV, especially when it comes to solubimetrol and prednisone. On a test question, they're going to err toward IV steroids. They're going to err towards that, exactly. In the ED, in the ED, of course. I completely agree. Even on oral boards, uh, they're not going to split hairs over this type of thing. Now, antibiotics, that's the last thing, and that's the golden we're egg. using gold criteria, right? So we alluded to gold criteria before, so you could remember that. And so, what are those key things for gold criteria? Increase cough, <laughs> increase speed in production or changing color, <laughs> and then increase dyspnea. So those are the three. The key differentiator here, at least at a baseline, is that if a patient's being discharged and only one out of three gold criteria are met then you do not need to give antibiotics. No. What is that? No antibiotics for one out of three gold criteria. And if they're being discharged, right? So this is not a patient who might just have one out of three and they're not responding and they're being admitted. Obviously, you're giving them antibiotics. Mm -hmm. When we are thinking about antibiotics, though, so let's say the only two times you would give antibiotics for a COPD exacerbation is if someone has greater than two out of three gold criteria, they're being discharged, or for any reason, they're being admitted. Those are the two simplified ways to think about this. So no antibiotics. Yeah, no antibiotics. That only means you are being discharged and you only have one out of three gold criteria. That is so important here. That's the key to the question and key really to clinical practice in a way. What type of antibiotic, you may ask? That is divided up into either you have uncomplicated or complicated COPD. Uncomplicated COPD are the people you would think as less than 65 years old, FEV1 greater than 50, or less than two exacerbations per year, or not hospitalized this year. And of course, no heart disease. Macrolide, doxycycline, or Bactrim are your antibiotics for that. So a macrolide, doxycycline, or Bactrim. The complicated COPD, that's basically the opposite of everything we just said there. So either greater than 65 years old, an FEV1, you know, less than 50, greater than two exacerbations per year, or, or hospitalized at least once per year, and then any heart disease present. They're going to get a fluoroquinolone, that's not a hard word to say, or augment. <laughs> so that's it. That makes me realize like 95% of my patients are complicated. COPD patients. <laughs> I, know. I know. But we do also have to our, remember. Our threshold practice, for complicated right? and non-complicated is like, is out of this world. I try to tell my residents, I tell you guys, it's, we do see a different skew because we see a very, very sick population. Uh, we got yeah, all the Camel City. It's Camel, it was Camel City, but also yeah, just the, you know, the, the, how big we are, level one trauma center and whatnot. So it definitely gets skewed, but I agree with you. At some t- sometimes I feel like every single patient with COPD that comes through my ER is going to be meeting that complicated COPD um, criteria. And it's so, all thanks to Turkish cigarettes. <laughs> Turkish cigarettes. Now, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Yeah. Uh, so talk about those yeah. four key things, and then let's mix gold criteria in there for everyone again. Ooh, that'd be that'd be awesome. So that uncomplicated COPD patient, that's when again you're giving an atypical, oftentimes like a macrolid, doxy, 
or you can even give Bactrim. For complicated COPD, they are going to be getting a fluoroquinolone or Augmentin. All right? Mm-hmm. So that's the other one. Like a, for, a fluoroquinolone can never. <laughs> <laughs> like, a what? Levoquin. Levoquin. <laughs> oh, man. Levoquin for everything. Levoquin. Or Moxie. Know, right? Moxie, which, is like, a, which is like a mafia I, drug, I feel like. I know. I know. Levoquin. Moxie floxacin. So, Moxie, Put the moxie in the car. Hey, hey, you give him some moxie. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. I know. All right. Um, the one that might trip you up, though, is Augmentin. So what? Augmentin, you might think a little bit benign, but uh, that is something that you can use for complicated COPD. And that's where I think the boards are going to really hit you, is going to be just remembering goal criteria and you being able to differentiate whether or not they need antibiotics. They might get into it with uncomplicated versus complicated. Yeah. Everybody knows to give these people steroids and not a, again, one of the answer choices was prednisone should be tapered if a patient is given a prescription. Uh, you know, you're not tapering prednisone, right? You're giving them right. a prednisone prospect. But everybody knows. They're going to know that you know that this patient needs to get steroids. The one uh, last answer choice we haven't gone over is really just a quick summary about steroids. Just remember that with these patients, you know, Dr. Sain's right, steroids for everyone, unless there's, you know, absolute contraindications for these people getting them. They should be sent on about a five-day course, no taper. It should be just a burst course. And remember that steroids, if these questions do come up, the evidence is very squarely behind steroids. Steroids do reduce free admission rates. They do reduce mortality, and they also reduce relapses. Um, so really, they re- they pretty much are good at everything for the most part, except for causing hyperglycemia. Yeah, except, except for that part. <laughs> except for the diabetic COPD or which never happens. I know. It was never a, a rare zebra. Right. So remember, differential diagnosis, PE... <laughs> P P E is going to be twenty percent of all COPD exacerbations. Rare, I just, I'm sorry, the rare zebra, the COPD patient with diabetes. Yeah, yeah, I could just see like Nat, Nat Geo coming to the coming to the ED. I know, and now, and now we see a rare, a rare, a rare COPD patient, emphysema, and its natural habitat. This is especially strange one that they have diabetes. Let's see how the ED doc traverses handling steroids. <laughs> Traverse it. Yeah, it's like the Outback. Oh, that's great. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, so PE, 20% of all COPD exacerbations. And just remember, just to finalize, other causes of people coming in short of breath with COPD, you know, a lot of them do have CHF, and a lot of them, of course, could be having a heart attack at the same time. So I think we've done a great job synthesizing here. I think we've delivered another bomb. Or do you have anything else here, Dr. Hussain? You think we're good? I think we're good. I'm feeling pretty good about this was, one, especially great. some of those summaries that we had. Yeah, exactly. And the trivia. I think they got some – and the trivia. They got some good trivia as well yeah. for sure. All right. So remember to subscribe to our website, emboardbombs.com, for future episodes, new content, and updates. Again, that is emboardbombs.com. We'll see you next time.